0: In any game, the players with the best strategies win, and money is just a game, and the players with the best strategies have the most success. We discuss those strategies and more in this episode. Enjoy. Uh, we got a, a returning guest here. I'm excited about that. Um, this is your, what, third time here?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think the second time I didn't look like myself. So this is like two and a half.
0: True, true. I mean, the second time you were giving real game, though. Not that you're not going to give game this time. That's why we brought you back again. But uh, if you guys don't know by her voice, we have Brandy back on the podcast. Keep it up with the podcast, of course. And she's going to share some life updates. We're going to talk about some things that are going on in the market and see what see what her opinion is on these things so um what's new with you what's going on
1: oh what's new um I'm definitely becoming more strategic in my day-to-day uh so that's exciting okay I'm making moves I'm networking with people I'm pitching myself and my own expertise to to businesses um and individuals that can do things for me and I'm finding traction by doing just that um So that's a life update. (laughs) (laughs) My nephew is also turning one next week. So I'm excited. Okay. Okay. Proud auntie.
0: Okay. Um,
1: Why can't people afford houses these days? (laughs) (laughs) They don't make enough money. Well. uh, At its most basic level, the way that you qualify for a house is off your debt to income. So reduce your debt and increase your income, mm. right? Um, Even if interest rates are changing. Yes. The market is changing. It's always going to be variable. It's like it is what it is. You just need to make business decisions based on data.
0: Yeah, but there are people who are making six figures as each and can't afford the housing market in most major cities.
1: They need to leverage different loan products to qualify for the houses that they want. There are so many different loan products that people can leverage that allow them to do less money down, lower interest rates, first-time home buyer programs. You can buy a house.
0: Right, but when you look at MSNBC, it's like, you know, this guy makes $325,000 a year
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he can't afford a home in Los Angeles or, or anywhere in California for yeah. that matter.
1: Yeah, I see that too, you know, and I'm in I mean, I'm in Virginia, but I also operate in DC as well. It's very expensive to buy houses in DC. Right. Right? So there are different strategies that you need to use to buy houses where the housing market is much higher than what you can afford. So, I think a lot of times people don't talk about these things. Um I don't know, maybe like investors are always trying to get ahead, but I mean, you could do seller financing. <laughs> like, that's how you get around this problem, right? Okay. Buy it from the homeowner and finance it from them. Mm. You pay them your mortgage. That's it. And you can negotiate a lower interest rate at that point because they are the bank.
0: How difficult is that?
1: It's very simple. You just get a title company, yeah. you get a, a lawyer to write up the contract. You negotiate with the homeowner. You say, I want to buy your house from you. You know, give me an interest rate. Right. And I will make my mortgage payments to you. Mm. That's how you afford the house. And then from there, you can always refinance into an actual mortgage at some point. But think about it like that. If you do seller financing, it never shows up on your credit. Mm. You can, you can literally buy as many houses as you want.
0: So you think it's, it's more of a, a individual problem and not a countrywide problem.
1: Yeah, Definitely.
0: So you, you you're saying that the country is not pricing out people for houses.
1: Definitely. It's not not
0: the interest rate. None of that. Because it seems in the. The. Um, ongoing. Ongoing discussion seems to be that. We can. It's either you have or you don't have. So the have, the people who have, like yourself, are saying, yeah, you can do whatever you want. And the people who don't have are, are, you know, not really benefiting. And the middle class is just dying out. So it's either you have it or you don't. Yep. And you're saying there's, that's not a reality. It's all, it's still possible.
1: Yeah. And everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. You need to get educated. That's all you need to work with people that can help you be more strategic, Mm. right? You can, you, people have things. We all have something. We all have talents. Right, right. We need to lean into the things that we have and take those and don't take those things for granted. That is how you further your, your life. That's how you make money. Lean into the things that you're talented about or you have passions with, um, and scale yourself, right? Mm. If you can't afford to buy a house, like I said, you need to make more money. What does it take to make more money? What are your talents? What can you sell that will get you more money? What business can you you know, build from the ground up to make you more money? How much does a business cost to buy fully operational? Right. Figure that out. If it's attainable, go to the bank and, and ask them for the loan. Right? Like, right. You want to make more money. You want to buy a house. You need to talk to people that can do this and put you in a position to get it done.
0: So it's not just like quitting cigarettes and Starbucks.
1: Hell no. <laughs> Nothing to do with that. <laughs> like, I mean, that you know, the good Dave good?
0: Ramsey method uh, is to, you know, yeah. get, get rid of all liabilities and stack your paper.
1: I mean, realistically, that's exactly what I'm saying. Um, but there is a strategic way to go about it. Sometimes you can't get rid of your liabilities. Okay, They're just there. Child support is just there. Right. Our student loans are just there. How do we get around them
0: you kill yourself and create an llc and that's how you get rid of child support no this, this is a hot take but just yeah. just fake <laughs> your death
1: you want to get rid of your child support
0: just start, start, LLC. An LLC.
1: start an llc start <laughs> llc
0: <laughs> that's the way to get rid of it
1: right No, um
0: so you're, you're you're essentially saying that people can earn more And they need to figure out what they're good at, maybe even educate themselves even further and get out there and get after it if that's something that they really want.
1: Absolutely. We talk about getting active, like get active. (laughs) Right. Like we out here in the trenches, get active. Right. Like every single day I am figuring out my problems. Hmm. Right. People, people are not committed to being the best version of themselves. They're not committed to actually solving their problems because it makes them uncomfortable. They feel like they can't do these things. But when all actuality, all you got to do is read a book. (laughs) Read a book. Right. 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 And it will tell you exactly what you need to know. Right. You can talk to chat GPT and it'll tell you exactly what you need to know. Yeah literally
0: yeah there are tools available to you to increase your knowledge in things that you don't oh, have no. any <laughs> awareness right. of. one of my right. friends
1: came to me and she wanted to start you know a business she wanted to be a farmer <laughs> like, amazing amazing right right and i'm like okay cool right. you know you want to be a farmer she's like what would the what did what would it take to build that business well You're going to need farming equipment. Maybe you should build this in your backyard in a greenhouse, right? Right. (laughs) Like, how can we get your business started with the least amount of money out of pocket, the least amount of effort while still having a quality product, right? And And that's something
0: that you specialize in, right?
1: Absolutely. I work at a big tech company. We make business decisions based on data. I use my deductive reasoning skills every single day to solve complex enterprise problems, So the problems that people come to me with, while they're big for them, right? These major corporations have like million dollar problems that I solve on a daily basis. So all people need to do is figure out their problems. If you need to make more money, you need to figure out how to go do that.
0: What is the, you mentioned deductive reason. What is the difference between million dollar problems and and the problems that people pose to you? Do you think there's do you think they're weighted differently?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think it depends on the individual. Right. Like if if you can't afford, you know, to pay your rent, this is a major problem for that individual. Right. They will be homeless if this happens to them. Right. Right. So one of the things that I work on or one of the things that I manage in my day job is collecting business impact mm. from my from my customers my clients because as long as I understand why your business is impacted why are they escalating the way that they are? why is this such a significant problem to you? what is the financial impact of this issue? how are you quantifying this and then how do we make business decisions to either fail over or rectify this situation because you know you might have lost five million dollars because of this problem right right? These are big million dollar problems and we need to rely on our data to make the right decisions at that point. So for the people that come to me with their issues, their issues are small as hell. You want to rely on your data to figure out what you need to do in your life. (laughs) Go get it done. Just go get it done.
0: Well, you mentioned rent and not being able to pay their rent. Like uh, there's something going on where people are trying to get national rent control. Yeah, yeah. As an investor, as uh, someone with properties, how do you feel about that?
1: I mean, I think think that it is necessary because people are getting priced out of rental markets. Okay. Specifically, not buying houses. (laughs) You're getting priced out of rental markets and buying houses too. But like, okay, we're talking about rental markets, right? So as a landlord, as an investor, I understand why people feel this way. Yeah. My, the rents that I collect on my houses are, um, <laughs> they're not cheap, right? right? But I also work with government, uh, DC government, to get my rents paid, right? I don't, I don't get my rents paid by my tenants, right? So, um, I kind of escape that a little bit. But you know, like we have rent control coming back into DC, and they're advocating for tenant rights in DC. Okay, this is something that I have to contend with. So, what does my risk management strategy for this look like? Mm. I need an exit strategy whenever my my rent payments that I collect are lower than my mortgage. It should never happen. But right. if it does, what do I do? I need to make more money. <laughs> Literally. Right. right. That is. If, if I needed to solve my problems, if I'm short on something, I need to pay it out of my personal accounts. That's a very simple solution to my problem. Right. Now, some of the problems are like, oh, well, you know, the tenant has lost their job and they can't afford to pay their rent. That's a problem that you can't anticipate.
0: But isn't that a deeper issue, though? Because, like you said, you have a strategy in place for things that potentially may fall apart, right? Mm -hmm. Why don't these people who probably were barely making their rent, right? Mm Because I'm talking about people who are making high six figures, and saying they can't get a house let alone afford their rent. Mm-hmm. And there's not always people who are um lower income who can't afford their rent or losing their job at you know, say Best Buy or something. Like these are people who are working at tech companies, been working at nice tech companies for yeah. years, years and Still for some reason, the yeah, they're at, they're in a the pickle. When they lose their job job. and have financial struggles that, oh, man, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do. And it's like a lot of times you get paid and I'm not making it seem like it's okay, but we are in a capitalist world. Right. But these companies typically give you some type of severance. And immediately when you lose your job, you can't pay your rent next month. I don't know how that works.
1: Yeah, neither. It's all about budgeting. I feel like if you make six figures, right, and there's a difference between making six figures and making six figures. There's right? six figures, and then there's six, six figures. figures. Yes, okay. Yes. We're talking about hundred thousand versus three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a year. I
0: think it changes at one seventy, though.
1: I think it changes at one seventy as well. Right or um, or.
0: Like I you make remember. one to one twenty is like uh, really you okay in like yeah 80, for real. You're only <laughs> right in 80. right but once you get past a certain threshold in the hundreds I think yeah. life changes life does change
1: um and that's why people need to maximize their W two job they need to hit one seventy that is optimization at its finest for that stream of income right right
0: but the entire but, then, but the entire United States is going to be able to do that. That's what you're no, saying?
1: Absolutely not. What I'm saying is, is that we need to do the best we can with what we have available to us. Right. So if you only make 70, you, you need to be looking at houses that are cheap enough for you to afford it. Right. We have a debt in, uh, you know, your DTI percentage. Right. Your DTI needs to be 30 percent or between 30 and 50 uh, percent to purchase to purchase a home. Why don't you apply that to the way that you pay for rent? Right. Make sure your DTI is within 30%. So that way you're not over budget. The problem is, is that people don't know how to budget. They're over budget. They're spending on things that they don't need money for. It's not Starbucks. It's literally just dumb stuff.
0: Yeah. But if you buy Starbucks every day, if you cigarettes here, I don't even smoke cigarettes, but if you have a vice, right. And I'm picking cigarettes because I just recently found out the cost of cigarettes
1: it's really high it's like they want you to stop smoking it's like <laughs> it's really high not you smoking. it's like
0: nine dollars a pack or something like that so and your average smoker is what gonna go through let's say just a pack a day yeah so that's fine. so i'm just saying like there is some things that you could cut out and as a as a per as you mentioned on episode one, you were talking about on on your first episode, not episode one, but your first episode, you were talking about some of the sacrifices you made. I think a lot of people don't really want to sacrifice, and we've been discussing it. Mm-hmm. It's really about: do you actually want a business? Do you actually really want real estate? Do you actually really want something that is going to breathe some type of financial? stability into your life you know what i
1: mean um definitely there are things that will save you money and then like this is what i talk to my my clients about at an enterprise organization i'm like you know i'll give you options to optimize your environment but ultimately you have a number that you need to hit you need to pick the most strategic things and you need to work on those things only right so what is the the biggest hurdle for you solve that problem what is the biggest financial burden to you solve that problem right i don't care about starbucks i don't care about cutting out cigarettes because it realistically if you were maximizing your w-2 job and you were doing your due diligence to run your business accordingly it doesn't matter that you buy cigarettes it does not matter that you buy starbucks talk, none talk. of this matters mm-hmm. okay we need to have realistic conversations about this shit we spending our money on random things. I spend my money on random things all the time. But at the end of the day, when I need to lock the fuck in and buy something, right. I'm budgeting down to the penny because I know exactly how much it costs. And I do financial planning well in advance.
0: Do you help people with financial
1: planning at all? Absolutely. You give me a number that you need to hit and I will keep you in your budget month over month, quarter over quarter, year over year. And my job is to track process improvement within a business.
0: So how do so people can reach out to you for coaching is what
1: you're saying? Mm, <laughs> no. I don't I don't really want to coach people. I'm just asking questions. I don't want to coach people because it, if you don't have this, then like you gotta get this right before you come to me. I'm not a coach, I'm an advisor. Mm. Okay. no, I like that. that. (laughs) Right. I'm an advisor. I'm going to give you my unfiltered opinion about how you're running your business. And I'm going to give you some options about what you can change to drive an increase in sales and make yourself more profitable and reduce your waste because that's how you make more money.
0: So have you had any experience with coaching people before And that's also kind of deterred you away from that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I hate it. I can't stand it. Like people get on my damn nerves. They don't want to solve their problems, but they want to come to me because they find comfort in what I tell them, but they still don't want to solve their problems. So, I mean, I've gone through all of my friend groups, all of my girlfriends. I don't want to hear this issue. Please stop. (laughs) <laughs> like right come to me when when you are like all right brandy we are ready to build this yeah like let's do this because i want to have productive conversations with my girlfriends because they're all talented right
0: no I, I mean i've experienced the same thing where someone's always coming to you and it's just like consistent excuses
1: excuses right for why they can't do the things that they want to do
0: right but you keep saying that this is something that you want but your actions will speak louder, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what you're saying. It's like the girl who wants to be a farmer. It's like, well, do you have a garden in the back? Like that <laughs> do you have some chickens in the at the
1: crib? What like is what she, is- she she she's a planter. She likes, you know, she loves that stuff. Right. So I'm like, okay, this is your passion. Right. Lock in.
0: Right. But but should people always pursue their passion? I, I feel like you should you should fund you should fund your life and then whatever you funded your life with will fund your dreams and your passions
1: I think people should always pursue their passions because ultimately that's what gets you up out of the bed every single day um
0: no the, my kids and child support get me out the bed
1: okay but and lights but you have passions you have passions where I'm getting at is that you need multiple streams of income to live the life that you need to live. Right. So you need to leverage your passions to be active in those streams of income. The ones that you're not as passionate about, they need to just be out of the box. You can buy it and it makes you money. Uh. That's why I invested in real estate. (laughs) Because it's just very simple. It sits. It's very passive. I just need to put money into it and buy it. I'm very active in my consulting business because I'm a consultant. I'm very active in my day job because I'm very good at it. Mm. This is what I do every single day. So I'm trying to make more money. Well, I need four more streams of income. Where am I going to get this money from? I need to buy a business. I need to like no no I need to do all of these things right. This is how businesses operate, and this is why like you have PepsiCo with all of these different brands underneath it. All these different bread brands in the grocery store, and they're owned by like the same four companies. They're diversifying. They're finding niche markets that they can sell products in. It's all in all the proceeds relative to the same company. I am a shark. I optimize businesses. I want to buy businesses that are well optimized. My job is to do financial planning with my clients and then go to the bank and show the bank my results. And say I need five million to buy this company because they're profitable.
0: You're so comfortable with going to the bank. Uh, you know, as we grew up, and we, you know, we probably beating a dead horse, but as we've grown up, the bank is. We've been told that the bank isn't our friend mm-hmm. as small businesses, as Black people, right? We've been told that the bank isn't our friend, but you don't have any problem with no. talking about going to the bank. And as you mentioned earlier you know, operating with other people's money. So uh, speak to how you gain comfort doing that? What people should do and any advice to someone who's like, they're going to turn me down. I got turned down.
1: (laughs) The bank will work with you as long as you do your due diligence. The bank does not work for people who are not educated. We've been told that the bank is not for you by people that did not have good results when they went to the bank because they didn't plan in advance for the type of acquisitions that they want to make. The problem that we have is that your banker is going to look at your taxes to determine how much money you can afford or you build relationships with them and they start to understand how you operate and they're willing to lend you money. So if they're going to look at your taxes already to determine how much money you make, <laughs> make some more money right. and then plan your taxes in advance for the type of acquisitions you want to make, right? Right. If I know that I need to buy three houses next year, they're all multifamilies and they're all going to cost me a million dollars each. Well, I'm going to need to do some financial planning in advance to make sure I have enough room to buy these assets Mm. or at the very least enough money to afford the down payment and closing costs on these houses. And that's what I go to the bank and ask for.
0: Well, you know, I think it's great that you mentioned you know, you know, you're going to buy a house next year because some people don't know what they're going to do in the next minute. No, they don't. So I, so, so I, I think when, you know, cause everything sounds good, right? Like if, uh, you know, if I'm good at making cakes and I'm always bringing cakes into the company, people are telling me, Hey, you need to do this and start a business. Yeah. Right. But I never paid off that, that, uh, student
1: loan
0: you know, student loan. I never paid off that thing that's in collections. Mm-hmm. And, My credit is, you know, 500. And it's like, well, I know I'm going to need some money to start this cake business (laughs) or this bakery. And then I go to the bank with a 547. Uh And then I'm saying, you know, my dream is just never going to happen because the bank won't work with me.
1: I think that's bullshit.
0: So, what you know, in that case, like, what should a person do beforehand? I know you I know you kind of mentioned that, but like just get a little bit more granular for me no go. Ahead. everybody says that it. um, <laughs> it's explicit
1: um so yeah like right exactly what you said you can kind of see that this person didn't plan in advance right. right right like why are you going to the bank if you have a 500 credit score fix your credit first there are things that you need to do first okay to build a foundation for yourself to then start making business decisions off of Okay. Okay. You need to make money. You need to have a solid job. You need to make enough money to cover your expenses and keep you at 30% DTI. Okay. Okay. Right. And if you have things in collections, you need to get them out of collections. You need to find strategic ways to get rid of your debt. And nobody is saying, not once did I say pay it off. I said, you need to find strategic ways to eliminate your debt.
0: Mm. Okay. I'm. I, hey, right? I'm listening.
1: <laughs> okay, once you do that, like you've optimized your credit, you've eliminated your debt, you make enough money to afford the debt that you're looking to borrow, and now you have a business model that says, "I'm going to sell cakes because I'm good at it." The bank wants to know, "How good are you actually at selling cakes?" Right. You need to show them what you plan on doing with the money that they're going to give you. Mm. Like, it's very simple. People don't know how to do strategic planning. And I'll be very honest with you. When I first started working at the tech company that I work at, I did not understand it. They said, oh, Brandy, you're going to, you know, after three months of working with your customers, you should be ready to do strategic support planning. It took me two years to understand what that looked like. Right. And I was so far in the weeds doing technical things. I couldn't even come up for air to be strategic. Right because I had no idea how to operate like that (laughs) because we don't like we're not taught these things. Right. And then I finally got to a point where I'm like, Oh, I'm running a business. I need to operate this way. Right. Right. Okay. (laughs) Like I need to plan in advance. All of my conversations need to be in advance. Like I need to have the agendas on my meetings. I need an assistant to plan that stuff out for me. Um, so yeah, plan in advance for the things that you want. And that's why I said tap into your passions because ultimately that's really what's going to, to make you the most amount of money. When people can see that you're passionate about something, they know that you will run it with care. And if they give you their money, they know that you will do your due diligence.
0: But I, I like that you talked about preparation, right? Like there's a lot of things that you can do to prepare. And then even when maybe, you you know, things take a bad turn, you still are gaining knowledge from that instead of just necessarily taking a full L. Cause I think, yeah. I think, you know, we always like no L's just lessening. It's like, no, sometimes be L. you took a loss. You wasn't ready. You went in there. Yeah. You you think you learned something, but you didn't learn anything because you had no type of preparation. You had no type of foresight before you took this leap. But what if I go to the bank, I got everything prepared or I think I have everything and they still give me objections. Do I just stop there? Or do I maybe pivot and go check out another bank? Because, you know, some people work with a credit union. They've been with a credit union for a while. And then they go to their credit union that they've been, they got the car loan, they got the credit card, they got all of this. And then they get a big no.
1: Yeah, a big no. Yeah, exactly. This bank knows exactly how you manage your money. They see your accounts every day. You don't pay your bills. They okay. already know it. Okay. Like, okay. Okay. They see that you keep six hundred dollars in this account. Mm. They're not going to give you their money. <laughs> Be realistic, please, guys. But um, no, and you know, in all actuality, <laughs> in all actuality, you got <laughs> you,
0: you've been overdrafted every month. <laughs> and And you you, want what
1: you want what for me i would never give you my money i would never give my money to you You know what but that's that's a
0: real thing though like let's just think about it in real life right you owe everybody in your friend group some bread Uh and
1: you'd be mad because they won't support your business because you took their money to build this shitty ass business (laughs) 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 Like, we need to be realistic about the things that we want, bro. Like, if you want to be a business owner, if you want to make this money, you got to act like you do. Right. These people don't know how to act. So here's what I'll say. I would never try to do business with my current... credit union especially when i've been with them for so long maybe maybe after i build a relationship with another bank that can put me in position and then i can come back to my original credit union and say oh i got a deposit for 300 grand right and right. at that point then they'll do business with you they're going to be like okay how you get this 300 cuz cuz we trying to right we're trying to invest yeah. banks want to invest in people that know how to leverage debt to make more money cuz that's how they make money They will lend money to whoever can show and prove that they know what they're doing with it.
0: Say that one more time about banks when they lend money to people.
1: Banks will lend money to people who they know um, that can show them and prove that they know what they're doing with it. Right. Yeah. And that's why I like banks, because private money, it, it rests on the sole fact that this person has to trust who I am as a person. These people don't know me. They don't know me yet, right? I got to do some more podcasts. I got to network with some more people. I got to prove that I know how to flip houses to make money, right? Right? I don't know how to flip houses. I've never done a flip and I need to be realistic about that. That's not where I really want to be. This is not the business model with which I want to operate in because I don't know how to do it, right? right? I need to partner with somebody that can do that and I bring in the cash. I'm a money person, So why like Mm. if I'm a money person, I'm going to align myself with people that understand me and understand how I operate. So that way we can make some money because I know how to make money. I don't know how to flip houses.
0: (laughs) I think that's a good, I I think that's a good point there. You know, you know what your strengths are and you're going to double triple down on them. And if you don't know how to do something, you're not afraid to leverage somebody who has the information that you need and expertise. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I think that's even a thing where people who are trying to build businesses, trying to get funding won't reach out to people like yourself because they don't want to leverage somebody Mm. to, to get exactly what they need and they're scared to do it and they're scared to look like a fool. But the, the greatest thing about George is the fact that he was curious. Like, (laughs) <laughs> I know it sounds you got a monkey, <laughs> but seriously though, like you know, I like I just I spent a I spent a, a a ton of time recently with the with the kid, but like just the fact of like being curious and and being relentless about figuring new things out yes. is something that as we get older we build up this wall against, and I believe that's the thing that is really blocking a lot of people future entrepreneurs people who could make more money right like you said i know how to make money i know how to get money you're probably somebody that people should associate with
1: oh definitely <laughs> right I'm absolutely somebody people should associate with
0: <laughs> right like i i would i would i mean you know we're not going to talk about it but i would pay you for your services because you know exactly what i need like and you're not giving the game away for free. And and I don't think it should be given away for free after a while. Like, you're talking about, you know, years at your company. You're talking about years in business. And you're talking about doing this from zero. And I feel that people don't really want to pay for that, but they'll pay the person who markets well on Instagram or mm-hmm. social media and just be like, yeah, just sign up for this. And it's that easy. Uh i hate that and and you said you hate social media why do you why do you hate the social media people because there's a lot of people who i will say i don't see a lot of them anymore though (laughs) there's a lot of people in 2020 2021 when the wave was start a business buy houses flip houses do all of this yeah and now it's a lot of crickets out there i don't see these people so why do you hate social media
1: I hate social media because it's not real. Like, it's it's not real. We're not having realistic conversations. We're not having strategic conversations either. And it's like, even the things that you, you see on social media. What I mean, about Reddit?
0: Reddit's a social media platform.
1: Sure. You find any business strategies on Reddit? I don't be looking at that.
0: No, I'm... <laughs> No, but I mean, you know, <laughs> the AMC stock went up.
1: I mean, yeah, you know, when I think about social media, I think about like Instagram, TikTok, socials. Right? Okay. I I personally don't like putting my life on social media because people can't really comprehend what I'm doing. Hmm. Like people are not trained to think the way that I think at all. So it's like the things that I will talk about on my social media page Well, that's, that's why I was saying like, I just need somebody to brand me and put my content out because I don't care to be on social media myself. I like making money. Right. That's it. Right. That's all that matters. So if I need to leverage social media to make money, I will do it, but it needs to be ethical. It needs to be correct. The information that I'm giving people needs to be accurate because I ultimately help organizations make business decisions, financial decisions for themselves and we have to use our data.
0: You're big on you you're big on data. Why are you so big on data?
1: Cuz I work at a tech company. <laughs> they make you like they make you rely on your data because that's all we can do. It's do, data and deductive reasoning. Do you think that cripples you though? No. At
0: at certain points never. It's always no. been beneficial.
1: Yeah. Because whenever the data doesn't match with what I understand to be true, that means that we need a specialist and we need to go pay someone or we need to go talk to somebody that can help us understand this that's all that is i think in business you should always understand what you're doing the minute you don't understand what you got going on you have a problem huh. especially when you're operating a business right you have to have insurance <laughs> like what if i tell you to go do this and and you end up you know, getting caught on fraud charges. This right. is crazy things. Right. right.
0: But I mean, this happens.
1: This happens. Those PPP people, they found out exactly how these businesses operate and make money. They found out how businesses get money from banks. Right. And then they understood how the PPP program was designed to help them forgive those loans. So they said, okay, I'm going to go take this money. <laughs> right? right. I'm going to go take this money and go do the quickest thing to make some cash. Without actually building a business model, without right. actually putting a foundation in place for themselves to sustain that business, to manage risk, to manage employees, you need to understand these things before you start operating because money is being wasted. That's why banks don't that's that's why banks don't lend to people. Money is being wasted. They don't have capital to waste on some dumb ass people that don't know what they're doing.
0: But what about the people who, you know, say the banks are robbing you, right? Like they take your money, and then they, you know, sell it out ten
1: times the dollar. This is America. This is how America operates. Get the fuck over it. Get on. Get on this wave, or get rolled the fuck on. <laughs> like you got two options. Either you gonna, either you're going to operate in this system like these businesses do, or you're gonna get the fuck on. Because if you want to be successful, you need to grow some balls.
0: Hmm. Do you
1: believe that people are just lazy? Hell yeah, I think that they are lazy um, but I also think like people like they don't think strategically, right? And sometimes they really just need somebody to say, okay, that's your goal. Well, what do you what is blocking you today from achieving that goal right, right? oh, you know, like I got to live in this certain town. I got to be in this school district. I got to be close to this. And we go through life and we pick up all of these responsibilities. These are literally just requirements, right? Okay. You got all these fucking requirements based on these requirements. You can only buy a house in this certain price range at this certain, like we, we, we put ourselves in a box because of our fucking requirements and then we're mad because we can't achieve the things that we need. You need to change your requirements. Mm-hmm. This is like tech one-on-one. Define your requirements. They they build a system that works for you. And when it doesn't work, you need to go back to the drawing board because your requirements are wrong. So for me, right, we talked about is the real estate market uh, failing or whatever. No, I'm not looking at Zillow. I'm not looking at Redfin. I'm not looking at houses right now. But I know the number. I know the number that I need to hit. I'm going to buy a house that's $250,000 or less. Doesn't matter where the fuck it is. It's 250 or less because that's what I can afford. Oh. And it has to cash flow me, you know, at least 6500. So I have a I have a specific business model here. I have a rental strategy here that I need to execute and I need to be in a certain market that will give me my required rate of return. This is very simple, right? So right. now I got to go out to Chicago because that's the only place I can get that. right? Or Tennessee because that's the only place I can get that. Yeah. And you start making moves. like You don't have to invest in D.C. because you live in D.C. But people have these problems like, oh, well, I don't want to invest out of state. What does it take to invest out of state? You need a team. Go network and build one. Grow the fuck up. This is what businesses do. They go take business trips And they go network with people to do things in other cities. We are talking about business, right? Yes. Okay. Welcome to my TED Talk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, we ironed out a lot of things. And um, I think you ended it off well with talking about you got to change the requirements. I think that's a perfect summarization for the whole discussion that we had uh, although you gave us limited life updates, I will ask this though. Um, being that you mentioned that you are a shark, uh, Mark Cuban recently was on, um, I can't think of the girl, Bobby's podcast. Uh, what's the name of her podcast?
1: Uh, I'm about to look it out. Cause I don't do my homework.
0: <laughs> um, it doesn't matter, but uh, the girl Bobby, who's, you know, she's recorded um, popular podcasts with Drake and, and uh, Lil Boat um, oh. recently. Lil Boat? Yachty?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I know that name. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Boat.
0: And Funny Marco, but okay. uh, needless to say, uh, Mark Cuban said that he will he will he doesn't want a yacht, yeah. and um, he won't hire a maid. Now, being a fellow shark, <laughs> a future shark here, uh, what are you, what are your thoughts on that? And that'll be the last question that we in this episode. Yeah, with. So,
1: I mean, it all depends on the individual. Myself, if my house is not clean, I cannot function. I need a maid.
0: Okay, let me quote. Let me quote him because I have the quote here. I like the privacy. I've been around people who hire somebody to do everything for them. And that's just like no privacy.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. I think it, there are levels to it. You got dead bodies. Right. Like what you got going on in your house? I'm going to edit that out. (laughs) Oh my goodness. the, The more that you elevate in life, right? The more requirements that you have, the, the more that you, you need to make yourself feel comfortable mm-hmm. and to, you know, practice self-care and be the best version of yourself. As you as you build a business, you're going to need more. The more you have, the more you require. So I don't have a yacht. I don't need one. And where the fuck would I park it? Uh, that means I have to buy houses on the water. Now I'm spending money to maintain things that are not necessary.
0: But what if you're parking the money in the yacht so that you can... You know, avoid make taxes. money
1: off of it. Avoid taxes. I mean, maybe if that is a strategic strategy that you would like to deploy in your organization, we can discuss the specific. OK. Right. Okay. Like if this is what you need, then let's talk about it. Let's okay. have a discussion about is this fiscally responsible? What is your return on investment? Does it even make sense to do this? What does the maintenance of this look like? What does risk management look like? What type of insurance do you need to carry for this? At the end of the day, Figure that shit out and tell me if that makes sense to even do. Yeah, I- nine times out of ten, people don't. They don't do that.
0: I mean, we're just discussing a lot here, right? But you know, you always talk about scaling, so it's like, why wouldn't you have somebody clean your house? I mean,
1: yeah, because uh, why wouldn't I have somebody cook my meals? Well, Like, this is this why I don't date men that want me to cook them full meals because mm. I don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about that on next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy uh, <laughs> I thank you for coming back You answered a lot of questions uh, Y'all need to step Y'all requirements up man
1: Max, Get active <laughs> Take it up there,